I'm not going to make you recount this story you've told a million times about joining the band, but what I loved about this story was that you, you spent a long time in, in the phone booth calling people and no one believed you. No one believed that you joined Chicago. <laughs> How, how's that conversation go? Hey, I've, I've joined Chicago. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say they didn't believe me, but they were in disbelief. In disbelief. You know, at first, you know, the first, first people I called were my parents, you know, and I'm thinking about How'd they this. they They were elated, of course. I mean, growing up, you know, they, they went out of their way to take us to see the band and my brother and I and, and you know, for the planets to align and for me to wind up playing with them is kind of, you know, it's a little, it's a little nuts when you think about it. To the Portland Podcast. At the top of the show, you heard Chicago guitarist Keith Howland on joining the veteran pop rock band Chicago back in 1995. At the time, the band was searching for a new lead guitarist. Howland appeared uninvited at the auditions, but was allowed to try out anyway and offered the job the same day. You're listening to the Portland Podcast. Today's show is sponsored by Tree to Tree Aerial Adventure Park. Use code PDXPOD when booking to save 10%. That's PDXPOD, all caps. I'll share more details later on. More from Keith now, who's actually in two bands, Chicago and Button. Button's become somewhat of a supergroup, as you'll hear in the following. Is this Greg? Yes, hello. Wow, you sound really clear. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm actually uh, being driven by a uh, 16-year-old teenage driver with a uh, learner's permit right now. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, good luck with that. Yeah, so if I scream or <laughs> anything in the middle of the interview, you'll know uh, okay. some, so something noted. traumatic happened. Yeah, oh, good luck. <laughs> yeah, you're coming up. You're coming to Portland. This is very exciting. You're coming to the Portland Zoo. The show is already sold out. It is. Wow, that's awesome. It is. It is. Yeah, we usually have a day off in Portland, but uh, not this time, unfortunately. You you also are not just in Chicago. You have your own band, Button. This is a big deal. I mean, you're playing with two members of the Doobie Brothers. Exactly, and uh, and actually now it's. It, it's essentially two members of the Doobie Brothers and two members of Chicago because uh, Lou Pardini has sort of joined forces. He, he just moved to Nashville uh, just a little while ago. So really? we got a built-in keyboard player now. On the record, it's a, a cast full of characters. Um, I believe Butch Taylor from Dave Matthews is on there. Um, Dane Bryant uh, from Clint Black's band is on there. The great Jeff Babco. Um, and then uh, uh, Little Feet's uh, keyboard player, who now plays with the Doobie Brothers. Um, why is his name escaping me? Bill. Bill, uh, you know who I'm talking about. Well, it's a super I'm... group now. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Yeah. So the band's grown. Uh, the band has grown. You might have to call yep. yourselves Buttons. Yeah, <laughs> right. Button, bu- buttons, plural. Exactly. So where can we find, uh, find the music for Button? Uh, formerly Secret Agent Orange. Yeah, the, all the button stuff is on the usual suspects. It's on uh, 
you know, iTunes and I believe it's on Amazon. You can go directly to cdbaby.com and, and order the hard copy of the CD. I'm really glad CD Baby is still around, honestly. It's it's grown and it's amazing to me because uh, I was one of the early, early you know, users of that service. And, but I mean, a lot of big name artists that had or still have, you know, record deals are, are selling on CD Baby now, you know, especially a lot of jazz artists. You see a lot of, you know, a lot of big jazz artists are using that service. Is that it's right? a really well, it's a really well, well run company for sure. Now you mentioned, I think it was last year in an interview that there's a great synergy to Chicago now. Is that still the case? Yeah, absolutely. You know, we had a we had a, a bit of a personnel shakeup uh, about four years ago, and then about two years ago, it it got shook up again. Right. And you know, like anything, like a like a sports team or a, you know, different guys in the locker room, so to speak. You know, it takes takes a minute for it to uh, sort of assimilate, but it it absolutely has, and uh, we're having a blast. Well, that's great to hear. You know, I was very inspired when you talked about Lee, the trumpet player. Uh, I was very inspired about hearing about him, you know, still practicing, still getting better in his 70s. Incredible. Oh, absolutely. I don't think Lee has missed a day of practicing in his entire life. And he's always, you know, he's he's studying with people and forget the great jazz trumpeter that he studied with, but, uh, but, you know, improving his technique, improving his ability to, to, uh, his, you know, basically his longevity, you know, he even admits that, uh, if he was playing now the way he did in the seventies, he wouldn't be able to play. His lip would be gone, you know, and cause he's learned different techniques to not have to blow so hard to make the horn speak. Oh, is that true? So it's getting more nuanced. And you can hear that, too, because you're playing 100-plus dates you know, a year, so you can hear that, the progression. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you're coming up on almost, what is it, almost 25 years with Chicago. What an accomplishment. Yeah, it's pretty nuts. <laughs> I, uh, when I joined the band, I thought I was going to get maybe five years out of them, you know, and... Uh, yeah, 25 years is pretty good for any job. Another uh, character that you've mentioned uh, in your interviews, you speak of him lovingly, Hank Steiger. Yeah, Hank was, um, he was the first guy I even met when I went down to, when I went down to audition or to try to get into the audition. He was the only guy there and he was sort of setting things up. And That's right, yes. And I just said, you know, hey, uh, what's your name? And he said, my name's Hank. And I said, any chance they'd listen to me? He goes, hey, man, get out of here. We already got a full lineup of guitar players that we're going to listen to. And then he, and this was classic Hank, right? I kind of sulked out the door, and then two seconds later, he kind of pops his head out. And he goes, well, you could call um, Melinda Ramirez at HK Management, and she might be able to help you. So like, he's like one of these guys. He'll, he'll bark at you, and then he comes back and... Yeah. You know, and and he was very, very protective that way of of uh, the guitars and the gear, and you know, so anybody came into his area, um, you know, and got a, near the dog, gear. He started barking at him. Oh yeah, absolutely. But uh, I wrote a song about him. It's on the Button record, Ode to Hank. Really? You have to listen to it. There's there's some good Hank stories in there. I do like I do sort of a Zappa esque spoken word thing in the b sections which uh 
you're talking about old Hank. He was definitely tied to the old school, you know, now uh, crew are called technicians, but Hank was a true roadie, you know, and there's a, there's a difference, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he was one of the sweetest hearted guys I, I ever knew. You know what I love, too? Uh, I'm not going to make you recount this story you've told a million times about joining the band, but what I loved about this story was that you, you spent a long time in, in the phone booth calling people, and no one believed you. No one believed that you joined Chicago. <laughs> How, how's that conversation go? Hey, I've joined Chicago. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say they didn't believe me, but they were in disbelief. In disbelief. You know, at first, you know, the first first people I called were my parents, you know, and I'm thinking about this. this. How'd they react? Uh, They were elated, of course. I mean, growing up, you know, they they went out of their way to take us to see the band and my brother and I and, and, you know, for the planets to align and for me to wind up playing with them is kind of, you know, it's a little it's a little nuts when you think about it. Um, and then of course I got on the phone with my brother and the other funny part of it was, is I had, a, I had a gig, Craig, right? my brother, Craig? Craig. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, he's a drummer. And so a very, a very good drummer. I heard him on kid Craig. Yes. He is an excellent drummer. And, and right now actually, um, he is retired from his day, day gig and he's playing in like three or four different bands down in, uh, North Carolina. He's playing in a R&B thing, a, a jazz trio, he's got a rock thing. So he's actually a full-time drummer right now and he's having a blast. But um but yeah, and the and then the other funny thing that happened and I don't know if I, I ever told anybody this, but uh I had a gig that night um down in Manhattan Beach, California at a little dive bar, you know. So I went down there to do my gig and you know the other guys in the band were setting up and everything. And I walked in and I said, Hey guys, I, I got the gig with Chicago today. Now they didn't believe me. I had to really, <laughs> they were kind of like, all right, you know, plug, plug in your guitar. We're launching with the uh, Brown eyed girl. I swear. And they, they finally, finally believed me. And so for the rest of that night, we were playing the lead singer kept going like, and, We've got Chicago's guitar player playing with us tonight. <laughs> you know, previously when I'd play with him, I was just Keith. Right, so. Right. Well, you're a kick-ass Keith now, right? That's right. How do you know about that? Well, as I was listening to interviews of you, uh, the president of the fan club didn't take too kindly to you when you first joined Chicago. <laughs> he quit. He quit the fan club. But uh, you, you know, you won over the fans. looking forward to the show here in portland and hopefully we can expect some uh, some old classics and some deep cuts oh it's a lot of music it's a lot of music really? over two hours so yeah holy cow mm-hmm. <laughs> right bring your uh, bring your popcorn bring it yes and thanks again i appreciate you taking the time hey thank you cheers right. Are you looking for a way to spend some time outdoors with your family and friends? Well, I've got some ideas for you. Visit Tree to Tree Adventure Park, set up high in the treetops. Tree to Tree Adventure Park has adventures for everyone ages 7 plus. That would include me, apparently. 
This sounds like so much fun. They have swings, you can act like you're Tarzan up there. They have aerial obstacles of zip lines, wobbly bridges, tight ropes, and much more. They even have a zip line canopy tour for two hours of zipping through the treetops. Many adventures include the new 2019 Ninja course. Use code PDXPOD when booking to save 10%. That's PDXPOD, all caps. Call Tree to Tree Adventure Park at 503-357-0109 or book online at treetotreeadventurepark.com. <laughs> okay, that's my ad read for this week. You've been listening to the Portland Podcast. Today's show was produced and edited by Gregory Day, that's me. If you'd like to contact me directly, you can reach me at greg at pdxpodcast.com. We'll be back very shortly. See you then. <laughs>